Cocky Little Freaks. I am Chris, your host. The one and only Chris. If you ever meet another Chris, he's a liar. Um, Yeah, this is a brand new show. I did not anticipate on starting this thing at all, but circumstances are what they are, and so here we are. Brand new show. Um, Going to be different from Bad Dirty Fun, um, which ended on the best terms possible. It's going to be different. Uh, from everything else I've done too uh, but there will be new stuff there will be returning stuff all to be sprinkled in here and there it's at my discretion if you are a past listener and you're slightly confused right now uh, let me explain the past week's episode of Bad Dirty Fun was the last episode of Bad Dirty Fun at least for now I don't know if we'll come back we can always bring it back if we wanted to but uh, as of right now Bad Dirty Fun we ended our run. Hey, that rhymes. Uh, a few weeks back, a couple months back maybe now, John had approached me and just said he wanted to end it. Um, and that happens. That's understandable. We talked about it ahead of time. We planned it out. It was cool. And we always had a plan on how we wanted to end it. Randomly, he's going to say, I'm going to go take a piss or I'm going to go get a pack of smokes. It, like Basically, like like he's a dad leaving. Basically, that was it. And so we stuck to the plan. Um, He said he couldn't do it anymore. I said, yeah, no problem. Thank you for being honest with me. That's very professional. And and we ended it the way we planned it all along. Um, Can't say enough good things about Bad Dirty Fun. It was a great time. Very popular show. Lots of people were interested in it. Lots of people loved it. Um, Some people not so much. They they never listened to it. But that's fine, too. Um, And that's where we find ourselves with that. Just great times i'll miss it uh the door's always open for that to return uh, if and when john is ready uh and if not you know we went out on a high note and how we always designed it to go out so yeah that's good but with that being said one thing i can count on in my life with absolute certainty is if something good happens i will be paying for it later on down the road with something bad and i'm paying for that good ending to bdf with a bad ending to my other podcast um not going to go into it really i'm just going to say how it has affected me which is not well i didn't anticipate for this i thought um going forward after bdf was over at least the podcast from Oto island was there um at least i still had that and i didn't all of a sudden it was, it was not something I anticipated. It was over something that had nothing to do with the podcast. And I really enjoyed doing it, too. Um, it was one of the highlights of every two weeks doing that. But, um, yeah, the past couple months haven't been great. And that on top of it, like, it was, it was not great, like, even without that going on. But then that happened, and that kind of was just like, oh, wow, like, even worse, huh? So, um, yeah, 
the worst part about it is like the person I did it with like started a new podcast, which is basically like I didn't listen to it, but I read the description and it was basically like what we were already doing just without me. And that hurts. That that's pretty painful. But I think the pain is the point. Um the cruelty of it feels like that's the point. And so yeah, the other podcast ended. And I like doing this and I was I still wanted to do it, but I wasn't gonna be able to do a two man podcast by myself because it's too much of a change and it's not in the spirit of what that podcast was supposed to be, which was supposed to be a force for good. Um, basically like I, I, like I had all my Godzilla stuff, like a huge collection from that podcast and like, it's all packed away now. Like I, I can't even look at it anymore. Um, like the new Godzilla movie that's coming out. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to, if I'm going to see it now. And I really like the director, Adam Wingard. He's done, he did the first two VHS stuff, uh, VHS horror movies. So if you've ever seen those, like, I really like those. So, um, but even still, there's like a personal, like, friendship there that's just like, you know, it, it can't, I don't think, I don't see how it recovers from this, you know. Um, we both have our 40th birthdays coming up, and it looks like we're not going to be there for each other. And that's just such a shame. Um, makes me not want to celebrate mine at all um and like having the podcast with him like we met like new friends along the way which i feel like it's weird interacting with them now because this weirdness and like that podcast is done like i'm i'm not going back to that um but like that personal matter and the whole thing like i feel like i'm not even a part of that like fandom or community anymore and i feel like at this point in time like being a part of something is important and feeling like you're a member of a team you're not just by yourself and alone is important and like i said it's such a shame that like bdf ended so well and this ended so poorly and i have to pay for it <laughs> with the whole shittiness and it just it doesn't help my depression or anxiety at all it just makes it a hundred times worse um and that's sort of the bad shitty part of this podcast going forward like i'll keep it lighter and it'll be more fun and there'll be jokes and you'll laugh but you know i had to talk about that and why this is happening because again i didn't anticipate on doing a new show at all until about a week ago this is all like brand new so yeah, going forward, there'll be like jokes and stuff, but I had to get that out of the way because it was an elephant in the room and I think not addressing an elephant in your room is a weird thing to do. But as Scott Levy would say, anyway, I have asked friends, listeners, whoever, questions. If you have a question that you want answered, ask it. And so my friend Griffin, he asks the ultimate question, why? Oh, Mike, why? Well, Griffin and Carol Brady, to be honest with you, I don't have a good answer to why. I, I don't know why. If I knew why, my life would probably be in much better shape. I'd have a lot more money, and I probably wouldn't have to work, which I, I don't mind my job right now. It's okay. Um, but I wouldn't have to spend my time there. I could just do, spend my time doing what I love doing, which is 
uh, <laughs> nothing really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I, I don't know why. Uh, so I, I apologize, Griff and Carol Brady. Uh, I don't have an answer for you. Um, I'll try to do better on future episodes, though. That much I can promise. My word! And now for the latest in the world of professional wrestling. Thank you, Lord Alfred. Cody Rhodes has won the Royal Rumble. However, he must not have been smelling what Roman was cooking because he gave The Rock that match at WrestleMania. Which is a weird thing to do if you win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> it's very Bret Hart, uh, Hulk Hogan, Yokozuna, WrestleMania 9. Yeah, just go win that, my title back for yourself. That's yeah, fine. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Cody, yeah, I need to finish the story. I need to win the title that my father held for 10 seconds, but then was taken from him. And he was never declared champion. Sometime down the road, we're, we're fine. I will just do something else this year, WrestleMania, instead of headlining after I win the Royal Rumble. This seems to be very weird. Um, most people are not digging it. Um, the video on YouTube, which might have been taken down because of how bad it got, got a lot more negative reactions than positive reactions. And I understand. I think, I think Roman versus rock is a good match anyway. So whatever. Um, but it's a weird thing for Cody to do is <laughs> just give up like the main event <laughs> after winning the rumble. Um, but this is the world we live in and I guess we can't have nice things. CM Punk is injured tricep injury at the rumble. Damn shame. Um, I was looking forward to him doing some sort of Bret Hart thing at WrestleMania. And now that's not going to happen. So that's a shame. Um, but there is something like oddly like cathartic about like him tearing the same tricep that he tore in AEW. And then while he was out with the injury, he went, he just showed up at a WWE show. <laughs> and now he's back in WWE like that. Like they never work something. Like that. Yeah. All speculation. It's all, it's all, bullshit rumor and speculation hearsay but you know who's to say it's not true yeah whatever um aw side tony storm is the best thing going right now um i love the character it's not about the matches it's about the character um and this character works um if you if you have a good what i'm trying to say is if you have a really good character the matches can be secondary um, for a lot of people like uh, in wrestling, the matches have to be good, and then the character comes later. Um, but in this case, it's more about the character for Tony Storm. So it's really good if you haven't seen it. She lost the women's title and became a 1950s crazy uh, actress diva. And like when they show her, she's in black and white now. It's really, it's really good. Like character work so good job with that um uh hatoshi kojima had won the mlw title uh, <laughs> uh his acceptance speech if you haven't seen it is, is gold um really funny stuff uh go it's on youtube for free and tna is no longer impact there tna wrestling so you get that that's fun isn't it i think so and as Scott Levy would say, 
Anyway. Welcome to the news. I'm your anchor, Lance Mannion. This week, I'll be discussing the Intellivision Amico Roadmap. What it the hell is, that is just a bunch of words you've probably never heard of. The Intellivision Amico was supposed to be a family-friendly console that was supposed to come out in October of 2020. It was supposed to bring families back together to play video games in the living room. Uh, It was supposed to be safe, as in simple, affordable uh, family entertainment. Uh, it was supposed to be a budget console of about uh, $170 to $190, come with two controllers, because systems don't come with two controllers out of the box anymore. And it was supposed to have family-friendly games rated E for everybody or E14 that were supposed to be at least 7s out of 10. They were going to be curated by the one and only Tommy Tallarico, uh, who, whose claim to fame is that he used to own Tommy Tallarico Studios and he claimed that the work that his the people did for him that was stuff he took credit for it basically the way I heard it described is uh, a restaurant over owner taking credit for what the cook does or what the chef does um, so uh, the Amico was supposed to come out in 2020 it did not and it still has not it is now 2024 so we're four years late um lots of reasons why it didn't happen um tommy was not the guy to be in charge of a company when it comes to manufacturing and sourcing parts and all that uh he made some boneheaded moves and basically prevented the console from ever coming to market but it was basically like a little rinky dink thing that was gonna run on like a raspberry pi or an orange pi and it was going to be an Android-based system, so it was going to be really easy to to uh, manufacture and, and get out there. Um, basically, like, you've seen a million of these, like, play thousands of games, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, those scam consoles that people are asking for 100 bucks on that are just Raspberry Pis and a shelf. This is basically what that was going to be with motion controls. Um, but uh, over the years, Turmoil has... Uh, reared its ugly head and so tommy is out at uh in television entertainment and so the people that remain i think there's like three people left there's the ceo the cfo and then john alvarado the engineer um i think john alvarado made a 2002 through 2004 roadmap for the amico which again still has not come out so starting in october of 2022 Pilot units, which are not manufactured units, but stuff they just worked together, worked on when they had uh, an actual company, were sent out to testers. Now, who are these testers? Are they professional gamers? Have they worked in the industry? No, they're just people who sucked ass and just like were Team Amico from the get go. They're like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. Um, so they, uh, a few of those people, got the Amico systems and they're testing them quote unquote as in just playing the games and giving feedback and I doubt they're giving any actual like insight as to into glitches and and what works and what doesn't bug actual bugs I don't think there's too much of that going on I think it's just a couple suck asses just playing a game and being like oh this is so cool um also uh the uh controllers were sent out with them uh, in May of 2023, yes, so we're going from October 22 to May 2023, uh, they gave a business update, 
uh, and the Miko Home was announced. So the Miko Home uh, was a, is an app where you could play the, the Amico games on your phone. The significance of this is that Tommy always said that you could only play these games on the Amico. You needed the Amico controller for them, blah, blah, blah. You don't. It's just, he was just sniffing his own, his own farts, as I like to say. Uh, skip ahead to November of 2023. Um, they put the uh, open beta of the Amico Home on the store. And a few games, we got Astro Smash and Missile Command for a whopping $15 each. Now, these are 30-minute games that you can beat. and It's just, you know. They, they put these games on Steam, too. And people bought them, beat them, and if you, if you refund a game with two hours, uh, uh, less than two hours playing time on Steam, you get a refund. So... People bought them, played them, got refunded. Uh, <laughs> so it's not looking good for those games. Um, they also launched Sideswipers, which is not a game. It's a demo that they're charging people $5 to play, to download. It's like the, the people who made the game made one stage, one car, or, or there's supposed to be four cars, but they're getting people to work on adding more cars so you can actually play it. But it's one stage, and all, you can't even steer. All you do is speed up or slow down cars so they crash into each other. And that's the game. And they're charging $5. <laughs> Yanni boy today. Um, we also got Shark Shark, which was released. That's actually on Switch, I believe, too. Um. The Amico controller app is on iOS as the December update, and and that's it. So, uh, at the end of December, the Amazon App Store ta- uh, for Fire and excuse me, the Amazon App Store for tablets and Fire TV uh, got the uh, the app, and then there's Dart Frenzy and the Amico Discord opened. So that's it for 2023. And now we are halfway through this map, and that is most of the updates. So the, the things we have here are public announcements, uh, Amico Home app, Amico Controller app, Amico Home games, Amico Console and Controller, Amico Controller, Amico Indie Dev Program, and Amico Club website. Um, so things that no longer have updates are no more public announcements, nothing else with the Amico Console. And nothing else with the Amico Club website. So those are just blank. Um, so yeah, when they sent out those test units over a year ago now, nothing else is planned. They're still out there to those same people. No updates, nothing, any coming out. So January, Sideswipers gets an AI cars update. I don't know if that actually happened. Um, Estimated February, Amico Home app for Android TV and Google TV uh, is out of beta and just the full app. Uh, also in February, we're, you're going to get your cornhole game, which Pat uh, Contry is very excited for. He loves cornhole. Uh, working with Amico Home, Android, uh, and uh, uh, one of one of the uh, estimates is that uh, the Amico controller will be able to, to pair with the uh, the app come February and they're closing the beta. 
estimated for March. Uh, just a game. Rigid Force Redux and Enhanced. Um, so March, you get one new game. And then estimated April, the Amico Home app will be on iOS and you'll be getting Finnegan Fox. And the Indie Dev program will open up then. The last two updates. So that's it. The summer goal, manufacture Amico controllers. The Christmas 2024 goal, make the controllers available to the public. So their plan for this year are four games, uh, putting the app on Android uh, fully and iOS, getting that approved, and then just manufacturing just the controllers. So the system, the console, kaput. It's done. It ain't happening. Uh, Forget about it. It's over. The controllers, on the other hand, they're going to try to make those and release those. What are the controllers? They're basically phones with uh, uh, a round D-pad, like a circular pad, um, and a touchscreen. So it'd be touching screen, and it'll give you different colors for different items and all that stuff. Um, and that's it. There's a gyroscope in there for, for cornhole, but that's about it. So yeah, this is very a very uh, you can find this by just googling Intellivision Amico roadmap, um, and you will see how, just how shoddy this is. This is oh boy, this is not good. <laughs> so basically, the the Amico has this very small group of cult like following that are just it's good no matter what, and then most people are just looking at this like. No, <laughs> no thanks. These games are already available elsewhere. Uh, I don't need to buy some special controller that I don't like to deal with this. Uh, uh, DOA, Dead on Arrival. So that's our news for this week. The, uh, the Amico roadmap, uh, not looking great for you guys. Sorry. That's right, it's sports time. Time to shoot basket hoops in the sports gym. Um, The main story this week, and there are other stories, but we have the Kansas City Chiefs facing off against the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 58. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to win. They have the edge, I think, mentally. Um, Mahomes has been there. He's won two already. the, The Chiefs have been the top of the, the league for five years now. Um, I think they have the competitive and mental edge in this game, and I think that's what's going to win them the game. What I don't think is what everyone else is saying, and it's all, all oh, the Taylor Swift stuff, baby, do. Um, no, I think it matters on the field, uh, and whether it's because of Taylor Swift or not, whether it's the NFL, whatever, Kansas City are, are getting the calls, so... Uh, like it or not, I think that's how it's going to shake out. Uh, the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Um, I think they'll earn it on the field, too. I don't think it'll be a gimme. Um, San Francisco is too good for that. They've got a lot of really good weapons on that team. Um, you got Kittle, McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, um, Brandon Ayuk, um, just a loaded roster. So. Uh, I think it'll be a solid game. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be a, a 28 to 
23 win for the Chiefs, something like that. Maybe maybe higher, maybe a low, I don't know. But it'll be a good competitive game right down to the end, I think. Um, and that's not to say anything bad about the 49ers. I like them, but I do think the Chiefs take this one. Um, and it'll help cement Patrick Mahomes' legacy as like the new best quarterback of all time. So people are going to be people are going to be calling him the goat instead of Brady already, I think. And you know, they might have a case for it, they might not. We'll see how it plays out, but for right now, I think that is the way this is going. Kansas City Chiefs take the Super Bowl um by more than a field goal. I'll say that. More than so it'd be three and a half, a 3.5 uh uh differential at least. Um in other sports news, Bill Belichick and uh, Mike Rabel do not have head coaching jobs in the NFL. That is insane. Um, you'd think Bill, like anyone, would have scooped him up. Uh, but nope. Everyone's good. They made other ch- decisions. Um, the commanders chose Dan Campbell. So I don't really get that uh, when you have Rabel and Bill Belichick available. But, you know. They are the commanders. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, we have the NBA All-Star Game is coming up soon. I don't really care. I, I like the three-point contest, and sometimes the dunk contest is fun, but I, I'm mostly the three-point contest is what interests me. Um, and I believe Steph Curry is going against someone from the WNBA. I don't know her name, um, but I think it's the first time a man versus woman is going to be in the three-point contest. O- overdue, I'd say. Um, it'd be wild if she beats him. Uh, Steph Curry, widely uh, widely known as the best three point shooter in the NBA, um, or one of the best anyway. Um, I think he has the most threes ever. I could be wrong there, but he uh, could be a tough tough night for her to compete against Steph Curry in a three point contest. That's, that's all I'll say. I don't care who you are. Um, she beats him though. That'd be awesome. I'm not saying she can't do it. I'm saying it, I don't know who she is. Um, but if she beats him, she will be a big name immediately. Whatever stature she has now will be dwarfed by what she becomes after that. And I don't know if if it'll last a very long time or not, but, um, she has the chance to do something truly amazing. And so I wish her luck. I hope she wins. Uh, as for the, the Super Bowl, I, I kind of hope the chiefs wins just because like I grew up in the, I was a young man and the early 2000s when i was 18 i went oh i was turning 18 i went to the first patriots super bowl parade um after they won their first super bowl in the 2021 2022 season and so i hope the kansas city fan base is rewarded for their years of suffering with multiple championships multiple parades and a big dynasty thing uh i want that for them because i got it and it was like you look back in those times now and you're just kind of like man what 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 a great time to be a football fan for us now it's now it's not so much because the patriots stink but um i wish that for them um nothing against san francisco or their fans or anything like that i'm just saying like the opportunity is there so it'd be cool if they get it and without further ado we are going to get to the main course about half hour in uh, the topic for this episode is the movie Destroy All Neighbors. Destroy All Neighbors 
is a described as a horror comedy and it starts it stars Jonah Ray and Alex Winter. Alex Winter is known as Bill S. Preston Esquire in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And Jonah Ray is uh uh the host of the newest uh Mystery Science Theater three thousand episodes on Netflix. Um basically uh Jonah stars as this prog rock musician who is like a down in his luck loser um trying to finish his prog rock album and like he has a neighbor moving out and his neighbor is like connected to other people so he gets like he sells a script and he gets to move out of this crappy apartment they live they're living in and get to live his dream but uh jonah who i think is william in the uh in the movie He's, he's still working on his album and all these people in his life are kind of like talking to him about like finishing his album. Like his landlady is like, I got something that could help you with this. And Jonah or William just dismisses her. He's like, yeah, 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 sure. Whatever. Um, and then like, he's, he's watching these like bass uh, guru videos, you know, the, you, you know, the ones I mean, like the, you see them on the internet now, but they used to have like DVDs of them and like guitar center back in like the 90s and 2000s or tapes in the 90s and the dvds in the 2000s of like uh master lessons or whatever like that and so um there's this homeless guy at the studio that william works at and he always asks him for a croissant he's like you're a croissant guy give me a croissant and he's like no i I gave you a croissant once it was by accident um but yeah jonah works at this uh music studio and his uh his boss is tom lennon from the state and reno 911 so you know if he's in it it's going to be good uh but basically alex winter stars as his new neighbor who is moving in and he's just like older middle-aged russian guy named vlad and i don't know if you've ever seen any other alex winter movies but in the 90s he did a movie called freaks which was all about like uh uh prosthetics and like actual um practical effects and it wasn't like cgi or anything like that so a lot of this movie is callbacks to that it looks like those late 80s early 90s prosthetic uh effect movies um it has that same sort of feel to it it's just like a modern day take on that and so jonah doesn't like that vlad plays his music too loud which is just like russian edm um so he starts banging on his wall, like tell him to shut it down. And Vlad does not like that, so he turns it up. And then Vlad spits on his uh, his eye people when he's walking by, and Jonah sees it. So Jonah is a pussy, and he calls the cops. Cops come, and, and Vlad's in his apartment talking to his girlfriend, and they make friends. And so Vlad sort of sweet talks the cops and the girlfriend, and then sort of like takes takes. Uh, William by the shoulder and and does the Cody uh Flip Wilson or Flip Gordon thing like I will fucking kill you. <laughs> and so um Vlad there's this like dynamic where Vlad does not like William, William doesn't like Vlad, but everyone likes Vlad and everyone's kind of skeptical on William. Uh, so eventually William gets the courage to go over and ask Vlad to turn his music down because he's like breaking up with his girlfriend. He's trying to work at his album and he can't. 
And while he's over at Vlad's, Vlad like sort of intimidates him into a fight. <laughs> and uh, so they get into this like half-assed fight. And during it, Vlad like winds up on his bench press machine and uh, William takes one of the, the free weights off and it winds up decapitating Vlad. So Vlad's dead. <laughs> but he's still alive in Jonah's head. Jonah like, can't like, like process it. So he like gets rid of the body and he, uh, but he's imagining Vlad is still alive. So Vlad continues to exist as like a disembodied, like group of body parts. <laughs> and he's always like his head's always like in the couch or like somewhere where he, like Alex Winter's head can peep out of. Um, and so when he's disposing of the body, he runs into the homeless guy who calls him the croissant guy, and he's asking him for a croissant. And he opens up the back of his van and he sees the dead body. So he winds up running over the homeless guy, and as the homeless guy is like dying with like a weird blob at his face from his from the tire it's revealed that the homeless guy is the guru or basis that william is like admiring <laughs> and his drives he's like the videos he's watching are of this guy and he didn't know it was this homeless guy and so as he's dying he's like what kind of strings did you <laughs> it's like a total like gear nerd thing like something that you would ask so it's a very good scene um so now william has killed two people by accident and so he comes back to his apartment after disposing of the two bodies and sees that the woman whose landlord is Eleanor, um, she is also dead, but it's not his fault. She, like, he just tried to fix something that she, it was her own fault, basically. But Jono was kind of partially responsible because he left it a certain way in the, the power thing. So she tried to fix the power thing and she winds up killing herself. But, like, as they're looking at her to identify the body, they're like, oh, she's got a prog rock shirt on. Uh, she was a big prog fan. And so Jonas is like, what? Really? Like, she really did have stuff that could have helped me. Um, and she was, like, a groupie for the bass player who he just killed. And so he goes back to his apartment, and all the dead people are there now with him. And so one of his neighbors comes over, and he's got, like, um, emotional support pig. And... He winds up getting killed by accident, too. So now he has, like, this group of uh, dead people who he's, like, imagining are still alive. And his girlfriend sees him killing the, the last neighbor, the, the, the pig support guy. And so she was, like, running away, and she's freaked out. And eventually the cops figure out that William is a serial killer. And so he escapes from, like, jail and goes to the studio to record his album. And... Like, his band is just the dead people he's killed. And so he records his album, uh, and it gets super popular, and he's, he's really famous, but he's also in jail for the rest of his life for being a serial killer. <laughs> so overall, this movie is fantastic. The amount of, like, callbacks. Oh, his landlady, uh, she has, like, the special instruments that, like, this bass player had uh, who uh, William also killed. She has his instruments that, like, he admires, and, like, it's, like, a 12-string guitar and, like, a, a double-neck guitar bass thing. Um, really cool stuff, and, like, she just has them, so she really could have helped him the whole time if he wasn't just a neurotic dickhead and just blew her, it didn't blow her off if he just listened to her 
Like he could have finished this way earlier, but he just didn't because he was stuck in his own. He was stuck in his own way, uh, but not anymore because now he's in jail for the rest of his life. So very good movie. Uh, Alex Winter also stars as his attorney. So you get to see prosthetic Alex Winter and non-prosthetic Alex Winter. Definitely recommend it. It's on Shutter. Um, I would say it's a four out of five. Give a shout out there to uh, uh, what's his face there? Not Morgan Webb. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you get if you have Shutter, you've probably already seen it. It just came out this year, twenty twenty four. Again, destroy all neighbors. If you liked Freaks from the nineties, you will like this movie. It is uh, a horror comedy, more comedy than horror. Um, it's just a little gory, uh, but it's all prosthetics and it's all uh, practical effects. Um, highly recommend it. Go see it. It's funny. Um, really good stuff. Uh, Tom Lennon is the studio director, and he is an expert on what is not rock and roll. <laughs> so <laughs> that's his little joke. But I definitely recommend it. Go see it if you haven't. And the last thing I'm going to do in this podcast on a weekly basis is I'm going to try to record a song and another style. And since Destroy All Neighbors was all about Prague, I'm going to take a song that is the antithesis of Prague, a very basic song, and I'm going to turn it into a Prague song. And the song I have chosen is Brain Stew by Green Day. That's for you, Adam. Love you, buddy. Rest in peace. Having trouble trying to sleep I'm counting sheep but running out As time takes by And still I try Oh, it's a cross-up in my mind I'm on my own Oh, here we go.